Ron, um, I sent you that video. Well, you know, even before we start, we'll do a earlier intro because last episode we did a late one. Uh, well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Thank you all for joining and let's begin. So, Ron, I sent you a video about those on, on the group chat. So, you guys, I'm going to give you guys a little backstory. There were some grade uh, kids in grade three. So, that's around you're in grade one at the age of six, seven. So, you're eight to nine years old. And they were playing basketball. They were pretty, pretty good, I would say, pretty talented. And they were taunting, right? They were doing the holding up your arm because you made a three-pointer. The You're too small. Um, some kid was doing that special uh, dance. I don't know what the hell that dance was. But, okay, he was feeling himself, I guess. And there were mixed emotions. When it came to that video, on um, one side, everyone said, oh, it's childish, it's okay, you know, they're kids. And then on the other half, they're saying that they should focus more on their skills and their talents. My perspective when it comes to that video, I have no real issue with it as long as you back it up, right? And the things that they were, the actions, the taunting that they were engaged in, I have no real issue. If they were pushing, if they were... Uh, you know how they did uh, one of the older ones were the guns, right? Because you made a shot. So they'll do the whole gun thing. Or the ones where it's like big balls, that one. Um, I know Fred Van Fleet did it, I think, like two years ago and got a hefty fine. Yeah, because it's sexual in nature, right? That's what they say. Yes, but I understand the backstory behind it. It's pretty much trying to say, hey, you know, you have a lot of courage. What you did takes a lot of courage, so you need big balls for it. That's the whole backstory. But it's I big cojones. Big cojones, yes. Whatever. But I'm some. Hey, I never knew what cojones meant until that. But I understand why there's a there's a fine for it. But the actions that the kids were making, I have no issue with it. Just Bro. as long as you back it up. Like, honestly, you started off saying it's taunting, and that's what it was. In sports, having played, like, physical sports, and I've even something like a baseball, softball, taunting in those sports is not viewed well. You know, when you asked me what did I have an issue with in that video, the weird dance that that kid did was the only one I didn't have an issue with because he did it at the bench with his team, he wasn't looking at anyone. He was just dancing. And that was just him doing his thing. The rest of them were direct. These kids were looking straight in the opponent's eyes doing all that nonsense. That's inappropriate, man. Because think about it. If you play street ball somewhere, just just think about the places around Toronto. I know for a fact if they were moving the way that they were moving there, there would have been serious issues there. If you're playing a sport like football, if you're playing hockey, if you're playing, like I said, baseball, those sports, there would be some sort of retribution for actually looking directly at your opponent and doing those type of celebrations. So that's the thing I don't like. I feel that now a lot of these kids are not really understanding that, yeah, these things look cool and whatever, but 
when you're doing them, sometimes there's some sort of retribution that will come with it, you know, like sometimes you're playing against the same players for, you know, a long period of time. Who knows, maybe in five to 10 years when they're a bit older, playing against the same kids, they're going to remember them for doing all this stuff. And then when it's coming back their way, they're not going to appreciate it, you know, or maybe somebody might, you know, stick a foot underneath their legs when they go for a layup or a shot. You know, maybe they'll just push them, you know, when they go for a layup. I've played basketball and I've talked crap and I've been pushed on the back midair doing layups, man. Like people don't like that, man. So you just got to watch yourself, man. There's consequences for things you do. So just respect your opponent. No, Ron. So I, I disagree with you when it comes to a lot of things. I think if you're, if you're sorry for my language... But if you're busting your opponent's ass, then hey, you're gonna they're gonna get upset either way. If you're dominating them, making shot after shot, you can be quiet. They're gonna when frustration builds, sometimes people don't know how to handle or release it in a safe manner. So those kids are still they can still be um, they can still get harmed. Someone can still play dirty. If you cross them up and you ankle them and you're quiet about it, hey, maybe next time they're going to trip you or put your leg under you. It's going to happen regardless of what you do. But it will definitely happen when you are being that aggressive. When you are actually every single play doing a dance in my face, you know, doing the arrow, the big cojones, you know, doing the rock by baby, like that type of stuff. Come on, man. After a while, you got to start to realize that there could be consequences for this. I'm telling you, man, like I've seen it in soccer. I've seen it in what is it? Football. I've seen it even in basketball. I've seen it in hockey. If you talk and even baseball, I remember playing youth baseball against one of my, I, I played rep, but like, because there was not enough players in house league, they made us play house league too, just so that, you know, they had enough uh, players to keep the house league going. Um, I played and I hit a, a nice ball off one of my teammates and I was just talking crap and I thought it was all fun and games. Next at bat, he threw a fastball right in my back. And this is when we're like 13. Think about it, man. Like, that type of stuff is dangerous, you know? Like, do you want to have to deal with that all the time? You know, when you get to a certain level, I feel like when you're at the highest level, there's a little bit more respect at that point. But when you're playing youth or amateur, there's a lot of people that can't play and a lot of people that do not care about hurting other people, especially in the like when you're playing sports that include physical contact. And when that happens, man, it's dirty, man. The amount of fights I've gotten into in playing soccer, like, granted, I, I, I played football most of my life in baseball, and then I started playing soccer in my 20s men's league. And, like, when I played there, man, it was the amount of people I got into fights with because there's no respect. Is that what you want? You want people getting laid out? You know, this whole, the NBA right now, the way that they move, the way that people can celebrate every single play and disrespect their opponent, it's just crazy, man. Because I'm trying to think back when I saw the Detroit Pistons play, or even like in the 80s, that was like a goon squad back then. Like anything you did, any celebration, the next play, you're going to get laid out. So it's like, come on, man, like just show some sort of modesty. 
I think that, okay, not even think. I ref, I coach, I'm a fan. Um, I help manage teams before. So I've been around basketball for a good portion of my life. And I want to say at least 70 to 80% of all fights or altercations have been because of not off, not based off of taunting, but off of a, ba- a, a screen that someone feels that is dirty or a play that someone may perceive as, hey, you, you don't need to do that. You're, you're going a little bit overboard. Rarely it's the taunting ones, right? Like maybe someone, you know, dunks over you or you dunk on someone and you yell in their face or you talk about their family member. Yes, that that taunting for sure starts an altercation. But the arrow, rockabye baby, the Tatum kiss, holding up your arm, holding up that release, they rarely start fights. Rarely. Honestly, man, as a person that's not good at basketball, the amount of times I've gotten angry when people do that stuff to me is high. Like, you know, like, to some degree, I know how to play defense in basketball. But I have an issue with when people are, you know, physical with me or trying to embarrass me. The first thing I try to do at that point, first of all, if if you try to embarrass me or if you actually try to hurt me, then I really get really frustrated or mad. And at that point, I don't care, especially when we're not playing in a league, I do not care about fouls. Like, you're going to get slapped every single play. You're going to be crying up and down the court. And, like, that happens all the time. Even now, I've gained a lot of weight. And I was playing basketball with um, some guys that I worked with. And this guy, some random guy, I don't know this guy, but apparently played college basketball. This guy comes onto the court. I was, you know, sluggish that day. It was the first time I played in, like, a few months. This was, like, right after COVID, uh, the pandemic. This guy tried to put the ball between my legs. Like, he tried to do one of those dribble moves to try to punk me because I, I was bust. And obviously, when I realized what he was trying to do, I stopped the ball. Obviously, he wasn't able to put it between my legs, you know. I got a fast break bucket. And then for the rest of the day, he was screaming foul. And I didn't give a damn if I fouled him or not. He was going to get fouled because he's trying to diss me, man. That's like some people think like that. At the high level, it's different, man. Like there's so much respect when you play at the highest levels that you don't have to worry about that. But anything below that, you got to worry about it, man. That That's just my thought process because, you know, these kids, yeah, they're good you now, but who knows where they're going to be in like five to ten years. You know, maybe they're not going to be that good. And then they're going to be playing against goons. And next thing you know, they're going to be on their back when they do one of those celebrations, you know. And and these things build up too, Mike. Come on. You know that they do. Sometimes, remember that day when we were playing at Humber, when you threw that man down, when he was aggressively fouling you the whole time, or defending you. He kept fouling you every single play, setting dirty screens. You threw the man down. It was a buildup for you. It didn't happen in one play. He was doing it consistently, and then what happened? You laid him out. Maybe I I don't remember that exact. I remember situation. it because that guy he was he was he's one of those guys that's super athletic. He's super athletic, 
so he could run, he can jump high. And, like, he was playing some aggressive defense. And remember, that was the day that AJ got hurt when we were playing. So we were really worked up. We were cheese. So we were playing tough defense. It was a crazy game. And then that man, the way he was defending you, I don't think I've ever seen you get that angry off a basketball game. Like, what? I I don't recall this moment. But what I will say is, see, look, in that situation, I don't think he was talking, right? And, 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 Ron, I know you hate when I go far in the past, but look at our uh, Humber, our men's league, right, with Kevin and those guys. Keep the bringing this shit up, bro. You oh, no, keep no, no, no. bringing but, it up. But I'm not bringing up your what you said, okay? I'm not going to bring that up. But if you don't remember what happened, um, it was a close game. We went back and forth. Then I think we were – they caused a turnover. I think we were up by, like, seven with like a minute left. So it's practically game over, right? Remember, there's no timeouts, no shot clock. We, we had the momentum and we were going to win. So I remember, I think I scored or Mike scored. And then Mike and I were still there. And I was still going to play. I was still playing full court to make sure that the clock uh, runs out um, to help to force them to waste more time. And... Off the inbound, I think game was over. And off the inbound, I stole it and I made a layup. And the guy was upset. He's like, yo, game's over. Why are you still doing that? And remember, he wouldn't, the whole team would not shake my hand because they said it was bad sportsmanship. Right? And what is taunting? No, no, but Ron, but Ron, in my mind, I'm, in my mind, it's not like it's uh, 10 seconds left on the clock. We up by 10. Just dribble it out. In my mind, I didn't even know the time. I just said, yo, let's just keep balling so we can win this game. Because these guys actually played us decently well. And he got upset about that. And I just, like, why are you getting upset? You, I don't know. You can ask Mike. Because Mike probably remembers that. So all I'm just trying to say is, at the end of the day, these altercations, yes, they can happen from taunting. But majority of these situations will always arise when someone feels disrespected. And that disrespect can come in different forms. It can come from taunting. It can come as a a play, just like when the guy tried to put the ball between your legs. Someone scratching you or clawing you. It's a buildup of things, man. It's a buildup of things. You don't always need a grandiose, you know, like situation to happen. Sometimes it's just very small things that start building up, building up, building up. And then next thing you know, you're infuriated. That's usually what it is, man. Every time I have gotten into some sort of situation against like in softball, basketball, soccer, it's always like a buildup of things. You know, usually it could be because they lost and I was talking shit or something I did the first time I played them. You know, something I did last year. It's just all of this type of stuff. I've even done home runs and done bat flips and then people get cheese about that. There's wait, just wait, so wait. many things. You said you did a, a back flip or a bat flip? Bat flip. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, okay, Ron. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, come on, man. A guy my size cannot do a backflip. And no, if he no, can, no, no, you no. got to check, check him from steroids. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. I was about a backflip? I had to 
make sure I have to. But I don't see anything wrong. It mm-hmm. all matters the the moment of the game. Exactly. If, if you're playing a rival, if you just went on a run, if you're hot, remember sports is a very emotional game. That's why when people I know. say guys are not emotional, we really are because we love Leo. We will be at home. We will be on the bench. Or we'll just be a fan in the audience, a spectator. And when we see something spectacular, it gets us worked up. And we're not even involved. So it happens. It's emotions. I'm just saying, sometimes you just got to control your emotions, knowing full well that there could be consequences, man. Think about it. If you play a sport where you can basically die or be seriously hurt because of something silly, you act differently. You know, like... Even something like I remember one of my high school football teammates, he's like one of the best football players I'd ever played with. But nonetheless, before he came to our high school, we were playing against him and he was a big, strong kid. He thought he was the biggest, strongest kid. So whenever he was running up and down the field, he would just be trucking everyone because he's like, I'm bigger, stronger than everyone. Then one of my friends, like one of my good friends, just tackled him so hard that this guy's like, yo, honestly, after that tackle, I started to defend myself going forward. I'd never liked contact because in his mind, he thought he was the biggest, strongest guy. He found out that there was someone that was bigger and stronger than him. You know, I'm just saying like in these situations, when you celebrate like this at such a young age, you have so much time, you know, where you may not be as good as you think you are right then and there. So you can be dancing, doing all that crap now, but 10 years from now, when you're playing against that same guy that was humble, quiet, taking it in, now when he's playing you, he's going to be coming at you really aggressive. That's all. Like, and, and one thing I've seen with a lot of the people that act like that is that they don't take losing well. They don't take, you know, people doing the same thing they do to them back. Like, they don't take it well. So then I'm just saying, like, come on, man. Like, just be respectful. You know, celebrate when you win the game. You know, if it's a clutch three, okay. You know what? If you want to celebrate, that's good. If you celebrate at the bench, that's cool. But, like, when you're actually looking in a man's eyes and then doing blowing kisses at him and stuff like that, come on, man. What's that all about? That's disrespect. No, no, that's – but that – I'm telling you, man. Like, people – like, the, the most heated softball game I've gotten into this past season was when someone was talking crap and they were kicking our asses. The next game we came back and we started beating them and we were talking shit to them. They didn't like it. So you spend the whole first game talking shit to us. Then we talk shit back to you and then you guys are getting at us. It's just because I went above and beyond the shit talk that they were doing to us. And then they started getting emotional. Well, I'm just like, yo, you're talking shit when you're winning. We're talking shit when we're winning. It's that simple. Deal with it. Mm. Mm. Talk your truth. Talk your truth. But that's what it is. Like, if you want to, if you, if you're okay with me talking shit to you, then that's fine, man. Like, we can go back and forth. But I know, I've seen it way too many times. I've been around sports my whole life. The people that talk the most shit when you are talking shit to them and beating them, it hurts them. It hurts them a lot. I haven't, I honestly, my rule is just back it up. Back it up through your play, right? And if you can back it up, like, like, hey, Ron, you know how I'm a big fan of Patrick Beverly, right? He's somebody that, hey, maybe he needs to tone it down a bit, right? Because he's not averaging. But at the end of the day, he's still in the NBA, right? If he came to 
if he was in our men's league, he would be destroying all of us, right? So he is still in the NBA. So I guess he can talk, but I understand maybe when it just comes to the NBA community, he may have to tone it down. But at the end of the day, I see no, just back it up and don't go overboard. You can, like overboard for some is small, small things. Like you can't even say anything to some people. That's what they consider to be overboard. So they they don't care about their opponents. They just care about, you know, Instagram and TikTok or whatever the hell they're doing this for. Because nobody's watching a third grade mixtape, you know, when it comes to recruiting you for the NBA. Let's let's just cut that out. Okay, so yeah, nobody's watching it. These kids can't even, none of them can dunk. Okay, like what if they stop growing at that moment? What if they stop growing? They're never going to the NBA. Those kids are no taller than five feet. None of them. But, but Ron, think about it. At In third grade, we are not shooting threes. These guys are hitting. So I can understand. It's different now. I can understand. Think about it, Ron. At that age, we were, we were barely making layups. Now these guys are shooting NBA threes. So no, 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 that, that's not that's not an NBA. Stop this, Mike. Okay, that distance is not NBA. They're shooting high school, maybe some of them, but they're shooting high school level three-pointers in grade three. So you can understand why they feel so happy about it. But, Mike, like, honestly, there are kids that are that good. Just because we weren't that good doesn't mean that there aren't kids. And we've seen it all throughout youth sports recently, like, especially in AAU, man. Like, it, it, there's just super teams. Like, it seems like almost all these NBA players, they were all on the same team with somebody in the NBA, like in their AAU team. So then think about it. The best players in the world are playing when they're younger. They're playing on the same team as other people that are considered to be the best in the world are going to be the best in the world in the future. So now those guys are all on one team playing against a bunch of guys like you and me that aren't going to make it to the NBA. And then they're celebrating every single bucket. Come on, man. It looks whack. It looks whack. Like if they're doing that against another NBA team or another NBA like quality team at that age, if they're playing them, they're going back and forth. Okay, you know what? Like do whatever you got to do. But I'm telling you, because of how difficult that game would be, the chances of them, you know, talking crap it's only going to be reserved for the greatest situations or the greatest moments. Okay, okay. Hey, if that's what you think, Ron, I guess we'll agree to disagree. In this I'm situation. telling you, anyone that's good and that great at sports doesn't need to tell you that they're that great, man. They'll do it when they're in the professional level. Like, look at Tatum. He blows kisses at people now. He's one of the best players in the NBA, you know? The big cojones. Fred Van Vliet wasn't doing that in his first year. You know, think about it, man. Like, these guys, they know their place, man. You know, they know that they got to be respectful. If you don't respect the game, the game won't respect you. Trust me. Okay. okay. Since we're on the topic of basketball, um, the WNBA will be ho- will be uh, having its first game here in Canada. Uh, Exhibition. Min- yeah, uh, against uh, Minnesota Lynx. And Chicago Sky. Ooh, I get to see Candace Parker. Yeah, you know. So, wait, you're actually going? Because Candace is there. You're definitely going because she's there. Yeah, I'm going because of Candace. 
You're not going for the basketball, eh? I see. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going because Candace plays basketball. I want to see her game. Like Candace is nice. Sure, I know she's nice, but you're smiling. Why so like, I, yeah, you're smiling a little bit too hard, man. That's all I'm saying, man. She's a great. She's a. She's one of the. I want to say she's at least. Because there's Lisa Leslie, there is Miller. Um, I want to say she's at she. She's just about to be in the top ten. I would okay. have her in the top ten. Um, okay, soon. I'm trying to think, man. Like, I guess she should be because if you include college with them, she's definitely up there. College. But like, there's a lot of because you're gonna always put like the people that help create the league or like yeah. the the founding people. So Leslie, um, who else is there? There's, uh, there's Cooper. Yes, I, know that I would put Cooper probably top three. Um, who else there's is there? Becky Hannon, there's Becky um, No, 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 no. She's uh, whoa, chill, chill. Tarasi is before ah, Becky. Mm, 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 Sue Bird. Uh, Lauren Jackson. Uh, Cash. Yes, yeah, Swing Cash. Um, uh, there's somebody that I can't think of right now. But even like now, the new guard, I know if with the names that I've thought of, then I think for sure that Candace is already, she's already top 10. But like, I feel like I'm missing people. Um, I definitely was not prepared for this one. Yeah. yeah but you know what? <laughs> Honestly, that game is going to create a lot of hype because I can imagine everybody that's going to, that's going to be a sold out event. And it's, you believe, get, you believe it, eh? Oh, the WNBA will come to Toronto. I think right now in North America, I know hockey's really hockey's probably number one. In Canada, Canada, Canada only. Sorry, did I say North America? Sorry. In yeah. Canada, we know hockey's number one, but basketball is on a huge come up, especially be just because basketball is easily accessible, right? We have schools, rec centers, now warehouses. Are building basketball courts. We have outdoor courts. Um, so it's everyone. It's growing. It's growing. You know, like it's kind of like you know when a team wins a championship, you usually see that you know starts to build up. Like when national teams, like with the soccer teams, you know the hockey team, when they're really good, the sport it starts to pick up. I just. You know, I, I don't know about Toronto. I feel that Toronto is just like, especially now, it's more of a, you know, a, like people are only there because it's the place that everyone is saying to be. They're not actually truly there because they like it all the time. You know, so then even with like all, for example, like the Rogers Center, all the renovations they're doing, it seems like all the renovations are for, you know, the people that, you know, are going to the games just because it's the place to be. They're not really focusing on people that truly love, you know, baseball. So, like, if the WNBA team comes here and it's in Toronto, how many people would truly go? I don't know. I don't think there'd be that many. Maybe in the first few years, but, you know, like, I, I don't know. Unless if the team is winning all the time, you know, something like that is completely different. But I don't, ex I don't expect this, an expansion team to be, you know, winning championships in the first year. Maybe no, for sure, no championships the first year. The reason why I think it will, it's a big deal, 
we only have one professional basketball team in all of Canada. We had two before, now we only have one. And with when you travel to in America, pretty much almost every state you go to, you have access to go see a basketball game. Right? When I travel down to Florida, I can go see, I can watch Orlando, I can watch the Heat. Um, if I'm in California, I can watch the Lakers, Clippers, even Golden State, Sacramento, whatever. You want to go to Texas, you got the Texas Triangle with Dallas, San Antonio, or Houston. So you have access to a basketball game. So you, you, you have the ability to pick and choose. In Canada, we do not have that ability. And with a professional team, another professional team in Toronto, that means more stars will attend. And because it's the WNBA, I feel like people have more of an obligation to support. So people are for sure going to, I think people that don't even watch basketball are just going to go there just for the chance to see a celebrity. And tickets will be a bit cheaper, so I'm cool with it. One, you don't know for sure that they're cheaper. I'm pretty sure that the people you want to see at the games are going to be the young, you know, girls um, that are playing the sport, you know, just so they can see their idols. That, that's essentially who I'd prefer to be at the game. But um, ultimately, like, with the options for sports, man, there's options everywhere, man. Like, I've watched OBA games, um, like, at the youth level, you know, Ryerson, York, Toronto. You know, there's a whole college basketball landscape. Um some high school teams, you know, they have stuff. We had the, what do you call it, the showcase that they had in the summer. Um, it wasn't sold out every night. They had like a youth showcase, like I think it was college age at, um, what is it, UFT at their uh, center. Or was it Mad at Me? I can't remember. Like my friend had free tickets uh, for me, but then I couldn't go. But um, yeah, like they have all these things and... From what I saw there, like where they success, like these things can be successful. Sometimes they are successful, but like people only ever truly go when they are like, this is the place that everyone's at. They don't just go because they, you know, they like the sport. They just go because everyone's there. That's how I feel Toronto is. Like maybe if they put in a different city, the team, it could be different. Because in Toronto, for example, you don't see the junior hockey teams, you know, having such a huge following. But if you go to like places like Owen Sound, like Windsor and stuff like their teams, people actually care about them. London, you know, so like in my opinion, these places like Toronto doesn't really like doesn't truly like the sports. It's just like they just like being where everyone is. Let's see. Let's see what happens, because I guarantee I'll probably, because I have seen ticket prices, they are cheaper. They're more at a, I won't use the word cheaper, sorry. They're more at a discounted value um, than the NBA tickets. But no, for sure, I'll go. I'll probably go maybe once, once or twice during the season. For sure, playoffs, oh, you go. Um, I remember I saw a meme when they were showing uh, the championship parade for last year's WNBA team. I know for Toronto it won't be like that. I know it won't be like that because they're representing. They're not just representing a city or a province. They're representing the whole country. We really want to think about it. We'll see, man. 
I, I like I like sports, man. I'd like sports to thrive, but I'm not um, that optimistic about the city we're from. But Candace, can't wait to see you. I'm going. I'm going early. You know what pisses me off when you go to sports and you really want to go see someone play, and then, especially in this situation with it being an exhibition game, you know what if she's not playing? Don't say that, man. Yo, I'm just saying, man. I've been to preseason games. I've been there when I seen LeBron sit out. I've seen players sit out like Allen Iverson sit out. Like these guys just. They don't want to play. They're not going to play. And then you go to the game just to see them for cheap, and they don't play. It yeah, hurts. I'm okay with that. The reason why I'm okay with that is because if she's sitting on the bench, I have more time to talk to her. You're not going to get that close to her. Uh, you. This man got close to Shaq, and now he's convinced that he can get close to anyone. I'll show her the video. <laughs> I'll show her the video. I'll be like, Candace, I, I know Shaq. I know Kenny. I know Charles. She'll be like, ah, okay. Come you down, know, the, remember that, like, we were talking about it last week, but, like, I was at the practice uh, that day, um, the next day from you, and um, we were walking, my friend and I, we were walking in the Rico Coliseum or whatever it's called, and then we just walked right by Andrew Wiggins, Alfred Payton, and Zach Levine, just randomly. Mm-hmm. We we didn't realize, like, they were going to be walking. So then once we nearly bumped into them, security comes. They're like, hey, 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 like, because they thought we were trying to go after them. But we literally didn't know that they were coming. So we saw all we saw, like, Yao Ming, Andre Drummond, Draymond Green. So, like, one a WNBA player came, Elena Della Don. And then the whole time, everyone's like, like, yo, hey, Shaq, Yao Ming. So it was funny. So then when she walked by, I'm like, yo, Della Don. And she just turns to me and she's just like, yo, what up? Mm. And then, no, no, no. And because we're in close proximity. So then everyone, when she walked away, everyone's like, yo, you know her? And I'm like, yo, she's a WNBA player. Like, what do you mean do I know her? That's what I mean about the city. So when I heard that, I was just like, yo, everyone was yelling, screaming for the the NBA players that came. And, you know, none of them were really like, you know, doing anything. Like, I saw Steph, too, that day. Like, he was focused on his daughters at the time because they were young. So it's like you see that type of stuff, and it's just like he's busy doing his thing. She's walking by, and everyone's like, do you know her? It's just like <laughs> like she's a celebrity. She's just the same as all these other people. What's up with you people? But you know what it is also? The fact that people love being bagwagoners, Right? I know, I know all three million people that came out to the. I think it was three million that came out to the Raptor parade. They said, "I know, two. I know, two million. I know one point five were Leaf fans, okay? And and Leaf fans don't they they ain't Raptor fans, I, okay? Not all of them, but a good portion of them, okay? So all those bagwagoners. I know a lot of people. Even when we were playing Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, a lot of people were. Oz the Raptors, they'll lose. And then after that run, people start switching up. Let's go Raptors. Let's <laughs> You know, looking back at that run, I remember um I was watching game three of that series. So game one, obviously we should have won and we lost. Game two we got demolished. Then game three, I'm watching it. And I was sitting with like my hardcore Raptor buddy friends who every single time we always went to game one of the playoffs and they would always get their asses kicked, obviously, at that time. So then 
like we go. I'm always a negative Nadine or whatever negative Nate. You know, I'm always just like every time I come to one of these games, it's like always sheer like devastation. So I'm like always so shook. And then in that game three, when we were, you know, struggling and then Kyle Lowry fouled out, I'm like, don't worry, guys. Freddie's going to, you know, he's going to carry us. Freddie's going to carry us. And these guys were like, yo, shut up, man. You don't know what you're talking about. We ain't going to do shit. Then that was the day he hit a three. And then he, I get, I think he got his mojo back. Then game four and then onwards from then, this guy was one of the best players. And it's just like you like you could see that, man. Like a lot of people gave up during that series. The way it was going, it, it was not a good look. But like I, I had faith in these guys, man. Yeah, that year good. at that time, I had faith. It's always good to have faith. It's always good to have faith. Bro. Especially when you're a Raptor fan. You need to have faith. No, no, no. Honestly, I, I, I like and I'll go back to this trade. I always knew that Kawhi was better than DeMar. My only issue with the trade at the time was the fact that this man was hurt coming into the year. So I was scared that he wasn't going to be as good. But once he started playing, I was like, okay, we won this trade. But we just need him to stay one more year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about um, I'm, happy, I'm happy about the ring, but I don't want to talk about Kawhi. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if I ever see Kawhi in person, I'd be like, bro, yo, wagwan. <laughs> no, no, like, and you'll no, probably like, he'll probably no, look no. at you funny, yo. I, no, because why would you leave, right? It it was good. It was blessed. You had the whole country. People were giving you free food so you could be prepared for the playoffs, for the finals. Does that make sense, Ron? You're giving a multimillionaire more money. I mean, free stuff so you could be prepared. So you can be well rested. This is why they always think us Canadians are weak. Who thinks we're weird? Everybody outside, outside of Canada, uh, they think we're weird. They think we're strange. I don't know. Like, I why would we be the ones that they're picking out as being strange? Because of the fact that okay, you guys are giving him. I remember uh, a sports channel. They're like, uh, Ka- what was it? Kawhi can you remember that sticker? I forgot the yeah. slogan. And yeah, they I were actually remember. making fun of it. They're like, oh, they're giving Kawhi free food so he could be well rested. Like, that's a very nice thing to do. But the American. Those guys, like, I'll say this again. I said it back then and I stand by this. Those guys do not think about us until we have a good team. And then when we have a good team, all they do is hate on us. Man, just. You know, maybe if L.A. was doing the same thing that Toronto did for Kawhi, he'd win a championship, you know. But instead, he hasn't won anything for them. He probably won't win anything for them. And then these guys, you know, if we're laughing at them, they're just going to be like, you know, they're not even going to know we're laughing at them because they don't care about us until we have a good team, okay? So don't worry about it. They don't think we're weird. They just think we live in igloos and use funny money. Clippers suck. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Ron, you know how I messaged you and I said slap? Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell was that all about? So, remember uh, the video of the slap box competition? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real about it. I know there's UFC. I know there's boxing. I know 
professional martial arts and fighting is is a professional sport but this whole slap boxing thing like actually allowing someone to slap you across your face that yo they need to they need to stop that sport have you ever slap box in high school that shit is hard man it, it it hurts but it's so like i'm not gonna let a man just slap me like that whole time i'll be like <laughs> nah, i'm sorry i'll be dumb shit like and and they might get upset they're gonna be like hey you gotta take it i'm like consciously i can't take a slap right i, I gotta dodge no the like, way that man's face was murked up yo like this guy definitely had to be on something yo these guys are on something they like if they're not on something then those guys are some of the scariest people in this world man the way that they're taking them slaps <laughs> you have to yeah but ron like his face he it's like so everyone picture a regular picture your face okay and then on one side of your face is swollen to the point where it's now 0.5 larger so you grew half of another face on one side like picture that you guys that it was disgusting one of the no no i don't know how he's doing this apparently he still won yeah he won apparently he's a champion <laughs> yo he, he probably had to rotate <laughs> no yo you definitely i know that you can't rotate man because it every video i've ever seen they're always right hand dominant the people but yeah like i don't know man like i i know especially at my uh old age now there is no way i'm ever doing any of this nonsense no way i'm not letting anyone slap me in the face no way like, like ron the slap was so hard he was bleeding okay. bro that shit is crazy man there's the funniest video ever was when this big man slapped a some blonde hair guy with a backwards cap we him so hard that this guy just like passed out then he slapped it was his turn to slap the other guy and he did like a love tap kind of then the next guy the guy slapped him again this guy was done i'm just like there has to be a weight class for this thing too because <laughs> oh that guy God. got destroyed but all that damage why why expose myself to concussion why Yo, some people aren't wired the same way, man. That's why I tell you. Some guys, you know, they play basketball. Some guys, they play soccer. Other guys play football. Some guys play hockey. You know, they're all made differently, all of them. Their mindsets are different. They're all into different stuff. That's how it is, man. Stupid. I, I think it's pure stupidity. And, again, that's just my opinion. So, it is what it is. Now, Ron, I know you said we're not going to talk about relationship stuff anymore, but... Um, oh my gosh, man! The 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 dating forum, <laughs> the 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 dating forum. Apparently, some guy was trying to uh, go on a. With the oh, my friend sent me that, and I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he sent it to me, and I immediately sent it to you. So, so you guys just picture uh, you want to go out on a date with someone, and they send you a form. So they ask certain questions: Are you okay with? Uh, marriage, what do you see this long term? Would you, are you okay if our kids are L, uh, in certain communities? I'm going to be honest, I would never fill this out. I don't think, 
I don't think the person is worth it for me to fill out this form. First of all, I, I just know, I, I, I don't know you that well. So why am I going to put in all this effort? If this was maybe a conversation that we had over the phone or at dinner or just chilling, then yeah, I'll answer some of these questions, right? But is this a job application? You ain't paying me. And I don't know if this relationship is going to go anywhere. So I would, I will answer this question, but we need to answer these questions will be answered over time with us getting to know each other. But this whole application thing, no, because I could just lie. Yeah. Say everything the person wants me to hear mm-hmm. and I could still be a demon of a boyfriend. Okay. So like my whole thing with this is that, cause I, I listened to an art, uh, like, um, a CBC news. Um, I guess they were just talking about this, about how now people are actually like putting more information on their dating apps so that, you know, they're actually getting better matches with people. So like they're actually laying out what it is that they expect in the relationship from their partner. Um, I think that that's makes, that makes more sense because one of the issues I always had when I was on dating apps was the fact that there was a little bit of an inconsistency or like an different, we were seeking different things, even though our profiles basically said similar things. When we actually got to the dating process, we were seeking different things. Um, in practice, I don't necessarily agree with the application because of all the questions she was asking. I just, I kind of felt like it was a bit much. It, it, it was really extra, but like those questions have to be answered at the end of the day. So if you see these certain questions, man, like, yo, man, it's <laughs> like, these are things that you have to at least think about at some point throughout the relationship. So then maybe if you fill out the application, you know, right off the bat, you're not wasting your time. But if it was me, I was saying there's two ways I would deal with it. One would be the petty way. The petty way is I would answer the questions exactly the way I think that they should be answered for like, you know, just as a decent person. And then I would hope that that would make me pass and then she'd ask me out on a date and then I'd be like, I just ghost her. That would be my petty move. Wow. <laughs> I was never thinking like that. Okay. But that that's petty. That's that's if I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. I would answer it. No, <laughs> no. but then the other way would be like when I see these questions, I would send her an application too. And I'd say, I will only answer your application if you answer mine. And I will go based off of things that I expect from my partner. And then we can both see what's good. And if she's not willing to put out the time or put up the time, then I know right then and there, like, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So that's the more mature way of dealing with it. But yeah, that's my thing. Ron, some of these questions are really dumb. Like, can you swim? Why does that matter? No, uh, she like some people are concerned about whether or not you could save them. You know, some people like like I I'm speaking from my mom personally. Like, she's afraid of swimming or of water. So like she would like she was really against us doing swimming and stuff because she was so scared. But my dad was not, and he was all like, "You guys need to swim." Like. So he was all about us getting in water. But then I guess like that's a good question to ask because it's like if you have strong feelings about water and then I don't, you know, there could be a problem there. 
where the questions get worse, Ron. Uh, does the toilet... Does the toilet tissue roll go over or under? Yeah, no, but that, but that's just being petty. In my opinion, that's just being petty. That's why I said I would look at the questions and then I would send her an application too, and she and I would say the only way I'm answering this is if you show me that you're able to answer this, because clearly you've been talking to a lot of different guys. I'm assuming, you know, and because I, there's not that many guys I know that would fill out this application. A lot of them would be pissed off. So the fact that, you know, I'm willing to even do it, like I'd expect that you'd at least be willing to do mine. Uh, and then two more questions I just want to discuss. She actually posted a picture, and what's wrong with this picture? Yeah, we all know what's wrong with it, man. Now, I, I, there could be several things wrong with this picture. I personally feel like it's because the female is on the side of the road. And then that yeah. maybe they're not holding hands. I would assume. Yeah. But yeah. someone could even take it another step further and say, hey, why is he holding her purse? Her purse could be uh, heavy. Right? So. What? The, you see, like, that's the thing. I said, answer the questions right, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But, but as you can see, I don't know. On Her left arm is up and is bent. She could be on her phone. He has his hands in his pocket. Some people might be uh, might be upset about that. But the last question I want to, I don't understand. And and this again, this is just from my perspective. But when when I'm talking to girls and they tell me about like their relationships and stuff like that, and honestly, I have only heard this from a female. Again, I'm only talking about my experience. Why is it? Why do they care so much about zodiac signs? I actually read up on astrology. It's like interesting, you know, when you actually read up on astrology. Um, but like the zodiac sign, the moon, sun signs, like I guess like it, it if you believe in it, it has there's certain people that you would vibe well with and others you won't. You know, I guess I don't know, man, like it's funny. I think I, I I think I've told you this. Like the only like the majority of people that I've dated, the majority are Aries people, and I didn't know this. It's not like I was going for them directly, but like almost all of their birthdays are around the same time. It's very weird when you think about it, and it's like it's a very weird thing, right? So then, like if if I'm a person like that, like you know, some people would be like, wait. You only date Aries. I'm a Capricorn or something. I don't know. You know, how is this going to work? Or like, what is it that you drew you to them? And then these are my traits. And this is when I was born. And this is how, you know, my life is guided. People that are into that stuff, like, care about it. I, I, I think astrology is pretty cool because I realized that People that were born around the same time as me, same year, around the same time, same zodiac sign. Like a lot of times when I do talk to them, it's like you can kind of feel like that we're going through similar situations at similar times. It's pretty weird. It's a very weird thing. So you like, actually, you actually no, this. I read a book on it. And when I read a book on it and then like I actually started to like be like in tune with that type of stuff when I realized that I'm talking to a Libra you know, born like one or two days before or after me in the same year, 
you know, there's certain character traits that are a lot similar than, you know, someone that was born in a different year at a different time. So that's something that I found pretty interesting. But in terms of like partners, like that's not my, you know, first thought process. I just find it out after the fact. And I find it interesting that the majority of them are Aries. I've dated other people too, obviously, but like the majority are Aries. The ones that have progressed furthest are Aries. That is really crazy. I, I just think all those characteristics are so broad and so open that every and every single person can fit in it. I just hate when one person does something that's particular to that sign. Oh, he's a Libra. Oh, he's a Taurus. Oh. He's a Gemini. But like when you read up on these things, for me personally, it's more so based off of like the year you're born, you know, like what it is that your sign is and if it's a consistent pattern. So like one of the things with like Libras is that they don't really make up their mind and minds and they try to be people pleasers. So like that's one of the things that is an issue with Libras. And most Libras that you meet, they take a long time to make decisions. You know, a lot of times, like, look at even me. You look at this with, like, the fantasy stuff. Sometimes I'm doing stuff, trying to get the majority of people to, you know, agree. And then when people don't agree, I get frustrated because I've taken a lot of time to think about it. And then I finally decided that this is what I think is best. And then people don't agree. But then because I'm a people pleaser too, it's like if you guys want this and I'm okay with going with the flow, you know, then you have, you know, you're a Taurus, right? You know, you are. One of your key things is that you're stubborn. That is like a key thing. And you are very stubborn. Like you, my mom's birthday is a week before yours. She's very stubborn. One of my good friends, his week, his birthday is a week before my mother's stubborn. Like, it's just like when that many people are that stubborn and it's like stubborn to the point where you can lay out the facts in front of them. If they have made up their mind and they do not agree at all, they don't care what you think. This is what they think and this is how they believe and this is what will go. And that's how it is. And Mike. You have to admit, that's how stubborn you are. You're stubborn to the point of like, yo, bro, like you're like a brick wall, man. I can't change your mind when you make so, up your mind. So hold on. So 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 only stubborn people are Tauruses. No, that that's not what I said. But I said you guys are more stubborn, or you're stubborn to the point to the point where it's like we can't even like reason with you. When you make up your mind, you're st- you're you're very unreasonable. Ron, my girlfriend and my younger brother are the same sign as you. Yes. Okay. Right, and all three of you are all different. I I don't I bet you I don't agree. Who? Okay, you have a partner. She's like your your partner. She's a Libra. Your brother. Who's your closest sibling? I would say my older sister because we're only four years apart. But my okay. younger brother and I, we shared rooms together. 
so you shared rooms so like i'm assuming that you would be closest with him because you guys shared rooms together so you're around him a lot i i guess yes who do you spend the most time with of all your siblings I guess you know. I guess we could say my younger brother because we sports brought us. He's here. a he's a Libra, right? Yes. And then who are you doing the podcast with? I'm doing it with you. A Libra. So the three people that you spend the most consistent time with in your life are Libras. Maybe because we're Libras. Maybe you never know. I'm just saying, man. I'm trying to prove a point here. <laughs> like, there's certain patterns that you realize. And when you realize them, it's not, I'm not completely set in stone like some people are, where they're just like, you know, I'm only ever going to date this person. But like, there's certain things that you will notice. And then when you actually start to notice them, you're going to be like, man, that's kind of weird. You know, like, it's just weird. My younger brother is more stubborn than no, but remember, I'm stubborn too because when I make up my mind on something, it's been really well thought out. So your brother is probably similar where it's like he's thought of almost every single thing. And then you, Mr. Stubborn, you know, you have your mindset from like 10 years ago and then he's thought about it for 10 years. And then now you guys are trying to have a conversation and you're just like, no, and he, there's no reasoning with you. I never knew you actually believed it. Still, I didn't. There's wow. layers to Ronald, man. Like you don't, you don't know me know. the way that you think you do. I, but like these things think, are your thing. I just think to to group someone. I think it would be better to group someone by the region they live in, rather than the no, month but they are born. but that's what I mean. So like it's somebody that is like the people that you have similarities to you are people that are usually born similar, like similar, like similar circumstances, similar region. So like the persons that I was describing earlier that are Libras, that's like similar moods and stuff like that. We were born in the same place, like same area is what I'm saying. It's not like one was born in like Ghana and I was born here. You know what I mean? That's usually where you find more similarities. But like, I just feel like usually the fatal flaws of people are usually closer to their zodiac sign than they're not. I, I am, I'm just really, hey. Just, I think it's, just hate when people use it to, to, to describe someone or to make choices. Because, oh, you were born. Yeah, don't make choices. That, that's not what I do, though. Like me, okay. I'm into it, but I do not make choices. That's what I was saying. It's interesting when I look after the fact that the majority of people I dated were all born around the same time, same similar years, like same month, almost the same week. That's weird. You know what I mean? When you don't really think about it before you start dating them, and then you go on a date with them and you realize their birthday is like right after, you're just like, wow, this is kind of weird. You know, so then you realize they're the exact same sign, usually born in the same year. You know, like it's kind of a weird thing. Would you not think that that's weird at least, Mike? No. If you look at it after the fact, if you look at it after the fact, and then you find out that you're born, you're the people that you've dated the most are literally their birthdays are like the same time 
and this is like multiple people. You wouldn't find that a little bit weird? No, Ron. No, no, Ron. The the month that you were born does not dictate your personality. I don't believe that one bit. I didn't say it did, but I feel like people's personalities. You're attracted to a certain type of personality. I feel like, you know, what I mean, like, and that's just the way it is. In my opinion, yeah, there's certain people that look, you know, a certain way and you're attracted to that. But the people that you usually stick with, personality-wise, you vibe well with them. So if the same personality keeps coming from the same type of person, you know, obviously they're not 1,000% the same. But if you get similar aspects, that's interesting, at least to me. Interesting enough for me to look into it a little bit more. read a book on astrology, and I found that fascinating. So... There's more to it than just what's your zodiac sign, you know, but like when you actually start reading into it, you kind of see like, okay, you know, maybe there is something there. I, I guess so. <laughs> you see what I mean? Stubborn. Like I'm willing to read up on it when I notice these weird things. You're just saying that it doesn't make sense. That's being stubborn. That's your fatal flaw. When you make up your mind on something, you don't change it. And it's almost like impossible. And I'm just saying I find it interesting, interesting enough to research it. And you're just like, man, this guy's, this guy's one of them people. What a weirdo. <laughs> That's what you're probably saying right now in the so, back of your mind. So I'm, I'm compatible, Mike. I'm compatible with other Tauruses, Cancer. I don't read that Virgos, stuff. That I don't read that specifically because depending on the source, it could be different. It's more about you, you as a person. That's the stuff. Like horoscope, when they tell you how your day is going to go, I don't really buy into that. You know, in terms of compatibility, I've seen different things come up at different times. So, again, I don't know how trustworthy the sources are, but when I read up on the whole ideology of astrology, I find it interesting. Interesting enough to look into it. Oh, you're, you're an Aries, right? You said? I'm a Libra. Oh, Libra, Libra. Okay, sorry. I don't think we're compatible. I got to go tell my girlfriend this. I don't think we're yeah. able to make it. Yeah, okay. Tell me how that conversation goes. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I, I, I won't even bring it up. But, you know, that's... It's interesting, I guess. Um, so, Ron, what, what is this? This guy was rock climbing? And then he, his phone <laughs> dropped? No, I skydiving. He went skydiving and it looked like he wasn't going to jump off. I guess he was scared and then his phone got thrown off and then the man just jumped. And then like I was thinking of putting uh, in the uh, comments like um, it was it's probably an unlocked phone and his girls at the bottom. Oh. <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. I remember there was one video where this you see a, a woman running out of a hospital and then a guy is chasing her and he has on the, the gown and he's running after her too. And wow. Pretty the things people do for the, to save their phones, man. It's something else, man. Nah, sometimes, sometimes I remember, I won't lie back in the day and I'm not talking about my current girlfriend, but like you don't want people reading through your phones. You have some private things. 
No, like, I just feel that, like, it's it's something that is dramatic sometimes when people find out, like, I, I don't know. It, it just, the, the lengths people go to to hide these things, sometimes it's pretty crazy, man. When you think about it, it's, like, really crazy. Yeah. A lot of people are... There's always that question, you know, do you let your other person know your phone password? I, I'm I'm okay with letting my girlfriend know my phone password. I'm not hiding anything. It's okay, but, like, it's just, like, it depends on the situation in your relationship, I would feel. Like, at the end of the day, man, if you are in an untrustworthy relationship, you know, or if your honesty is in question, stuff like that, there's looking for something usually right and that's not a good thing because what if you don't have anything to hide and then you find out that they are snooping for something how would that make you feel you know like your partner doesn't trust you even though you have nothing to hide you know and then that's that can cause an issue and then if you have something to hide you not giving your your phone is just like you know now you you're coming across as untrustworthy you know, like there's just so many things. It's just, it could just start a whole question. It's just like, man, just trust, trust. If you don't trust them, then the relationship was never going to work to begin with. Now, what if there was trust and it, you know, the trust was broken? I no, now there's no longer trust, right? So then that changes it. Is that really true, though? I think you can build back it's true. that trust, but it'll never I don't, be where honestly. it was before. I don't think you can build it back. Never to the same le- the level. Like, I, I feel like there can be more, like, an understanding, you know, and at times people can get over the things, but they will never fully trust you in quite the same way that they ever did. And if that happens, most relationships will suffer dramatically. True. I remember, because I had a conversation with my boy. And we were having a conversation about cheating and if it's actually okay to cheat. And I actually, I feel like, yes, there is in certain circumstances, it is okay to cheat. And let me explain. If someone is uh, neglecting, neglecting uh, that person emotionally, physically, um, psychologically sexually and that person decides yo you're not there for me and let's say the person just like we see those tv shows when those dudes are it's usually a dude it's usually portrayed as a dude but when that dude is just terrible and that that female is alone and she doesn't really have anyone and then she steps out you, you can't really blame the person and i think it's vice versa too Right, I know it's oh, in movies. It's always portrayed as the man doing that, but I, I kind of I I'm not saying it's right. It's kind of like hey, if you're homeless and you're hungry and you steal an apple or an orange, it's still wrong, but the intentions were there. The intentions were good, I guess. Like the thing about it is that when you're in a relationship, it's like you're kind of making like um a commitment to the person. Business deal. It is a business deal, but a commitment is still a business deal, no? Yes, yes, it is. All right, so then you're making a commitment to the person, but like because you are working with them, 
and you are saying that you're willing to build something with them, you know, like you're, there's a bit of selflessness that has to be in you. You know what I mean? Like if you are in this relationship and the person is treating you poorly, like in my opinion, if these were the terms of the agreement before you got into the relationship and you were okay with it then, and now you're not okay with it, that doesn't give you a reason to step out. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, well, if you, if it's something that comes after the fact, and then now you're not okay with it, now you have to have another conversation or another terms made. You know, like if you're being abusive in any sort of way, you know, and I don't feel like you're fulfilling my needs. At that point, like, I feel like the question of like, you know, I guess extramarital or whatever affairs should come up, you know, like, because ultimately, if you're hiding it, that's going to be a problem. And that's why you're hiding it. Whereas if you're up, com- up front with it, and you're explaining what your issues are, and what's going on, and why you feel this way, you know, at that point, now the partner, if they truly do, you know, care, they would either try to correct themselves or they would address it. That's how I, that's how my ideal way of the world would work. I know that that's not how it is in practice, but I feel like that's how it should be. And once you step out, like, you know, like, again, you open up Pandora's box, you don't know what's going to happen, man. Like, you know, sometimes it's a mistake, an honest mistake, but the other person is not willing to, you know, move off it. You know what I mean? And then now you have to worry about the consequences of that. I actually had a conversation with somebody, this is like a years ago actually, who cheated on his partner. And then it got to the point where he was literally just continuing to cheat on his partner so that the woman would not say anything to his partner. That's weird. Because he did it once. Like, this is what he told me. He did it once, and he was just like, yo, it was like, you know, an honest mistake. And then that's what he says. I don't know how true it was. But then he told me, because, like, him and his partner, they had bought a house, and they were staying together. They were living together. And, like, he, the plan was to get married, you know? So then he has all this stuff, and the person he cheated on, his wife or girlfriend with at the time was a co-worker. So like, you know, at times when his, they only had one vehicle, when the girl would come pick him up, like she, the girl would be there, you know, like sometimes they'd carpool home. There's so many things. So like, it's not like she doesn't know where she lives. It's not like she doesn't know who the person is. And then basically she just threatened him like, yo, like I like what's going on and I just wanted to continue. And then she said, uh, well, you know, that's the situation. And then at that point, he got scared. So then he was just like, you know what? Let me just continue doing this. And he's just doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, honestly, when he told me this, I, I didn't fully believe him. But then as I've aged, I, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, you know, just think about it. You know, like if you were in some sort of relationship and you're like the richest person in the world and, you know, like now you know that these women or these men or whoever are not letting it go. You don't want it to get to your partner because if you get a divorce, what happens? Mm. You're screwed. Yeah. You lose wait, even more than half men in the, like you could potentially, but like if you get into that type of situation, then why like w- you have so much to lose. It doesn't make sense to do it. So then 
even though I didn't believe him at the time, you know, as I got older, I started to think to myself, okay, like, you know, like that's, that's pretty bad. Like there's a lot more consequences when you're older doing that than there are when you're like 21 doing that. You usually don't have a family. You don't have a house. You don't have like a reputation, you know, like there's so many things that come with when you get older that you have so much more to lose. So that's why it's good to make a concerted this effort to find a partner that vibes with you well so that you never feel like you have to make those decisions. Because if you have to, the consequences can be, you know, very bad. It can. It can. But again, you got to do your due diligence. You got to. So Even just fill out the forum. Fill out the form. Fill out the form, man. <laughs> so you don't get into this. But that form is before. This is like years or months or years in. But still, I, I feel that, you know, even though I said I made those comments, you still got to do your due diligence. So you got to talk to the person, let them know how you feel, change some habits, give it some time. And then if things don't change, then I would prefer just stepping away. But sometimes people can't really step away. Sometimes they're in that relationship where they can't get out. But There's always a way out. Sometimes, like again, the consequences aren't good, man. It's not. It's not. It's not good at all. Um. But yeah, that that's it on my side. Oh, Ron, you know we haven't gave a fantasy update in a while. How? how yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been having a rough stretch, man. Like I had like a crazy, crazy week, man. Been, you've been making a lot of trades. I think what? Yeah, I made, I made, no, no, I made a bunch of trades because I think I told you this before. I did not think my team was good enough. I was losing too many games too close and it was really pissing me off. So I was trying to, you know, make the puzzle pieces all fit. And I feel like now I'm in a good position, you know, so hopefully everything works out. And I'm able to do something, but like, man, I was on a winning streak. Then I played you and Joe. Then I win against DeAndre. Like his team is, you know, not good anymore. You got, you know, honestly, I don't know what's up with your team. Like your team is so good, but you struggle against him. It, it's ridiculous. If you ask me, <laughs> you Yo, beat him by what? One block was it? One block. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of those things where, and I'm not even trying to diss him in any way, right? But there's always there's always a team in the league. I'm talking like in professional sports, that team that's ranked number one. But then there's a team that's closer to the bottom. Like we're just talking facts. He's he's not he's not last, but he's towards the bottom this season, right? A lot of injuries and stuff, but. If we look at every sport, in every sport league, there's always that team at that bottom that always gives that team towards the top trouble. And that's happening to me. Like, he beat me the first time. And then, Ron, the whole week, you could ask my girlfriend, I was stressing. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He caused so Like, if I had hair, I would have been bald after playing him. I was stressing. I don't know how, like... Hey, his team, his team, I, that's why I'm so shocked that he's not 
where he should be in the standings, but yeah, man, it, it's it's a rough go for me, man. I, I I personally feel now like again, like I said, my team is decent. Um, hopefully, it's decent enough and it stays healthy enough. Already, Mitchell Robinson's injured, but like to get me where I hope to be, you know, the finals, winning a championship, whatever. I just hope, but um, I'm still in a relatively decent position for next year too. I'm not completely in bad shape, so I hope that that does work out the way that I plan um, next year too. A lot of guys are gunning for it, man. A lot of guys are gunning for it. I see a lot of guys trading their first overall picks, and I'm like, damn, okay. Yo, it's what the winnings are like. If you win the season and you win the playoffs, that's like eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, I I can't blame them still, but you're screwing yourself over the following year. Well, the thing about it, for example, like a team like Varun, like his team was, he he had like no draft picks this year, and he's still in the top position right now, right? So. I know that his team is starting to, you know, fall off due to injuries, but he's basically guaranteed a playoff spot at this point, you know, because of all the winning he did. So if he's able to do this two years in a row, which I think is very unlikely, but like if he can, then he's going to get more confidence and he's just going to keep doing the same thing. I agree. I'm trying to beat him this week. Yeah, if you beat him, like like he he's literally traded out, man. Like I don't think he can make another trade, so... He has to win. Yeah, but you know what? I'm happy. I still have my first overall. I still have my third overall, so I still have assets to trade. Um, I have no more weak links on my team, so I can I can work with it. I'm happy with the trades I made. Shout out to uh, uh, you know my my two uh people that the two business associates uh that help. Shout out to you guys. I love trading with those guys. There's certain people in our league. You could really, you can, even if the trade doesn't, doesn't happen, there's guys that you could hold a conversation with, you know, you know, Pat, you know, Kevin, AJ, right? And then, you know, there, there's other people, but then there's some other people. I ain't going to drop names because man's listen to this podcast, you know, and right. But there's some guys, man, you can't even. Even DeAndre, like I remember the few the So you name four people and then there's only seven more people to choose from. No no So people didn't do it like No, I'm just thinking at the top of my mind, right? But those are because those are guys I recently made trades with, right? And just that process that I was the process of making trades with them, it was very, you know, easy. Like look, Joe's a great guy. But Joe and I never had a trade, so I don't know that experience. Same thing with you and I. I think our last trade was when, was when we were in school, when I had a lineup, you know? So it's been a minute since No, then. we made a trade in the, uh, like, after school. One. Maybe, like, a year after. Like, a couple of years after school. We haven't made anything it recently. before the pandemic. Because you wanted Anthony Edwards and I wanted Drew Holiday, but you weren't willing to give him up, so. I ain't giving up. I ain't giving up Drew Grant. To this day, he is the. I told you this before. He's the only player that I ever gave up as a keeper that I regret, like completely regret, like big time. So I know, I know how good he is, man. And I was watching him play. I was like, 
please, Mike, just take Anthony Edwards off my hands. But <laughs> you wouldn't do it. Yo, not that's what it, I wanted it to be Drew, but like, I don't know. Anyways. I can't give up Drew, man. Drew, Drew's my guy. We have the same Sure, headset. no. Pat, Pat's your guy. Come on. No, no. I, yo, I, Pat, yo, I'm not going to lie. The, the guys that you brought into this league, they, they have brought value. I miss no, Mike. Mike's I, the I, only I, guy I miss that left the league. I wasn't necessarily talking about that, Pat. I was talking about Pat Beverly's your guy. Oh, Pat Beverly. Not, not Drew. Drew's my guy. And I'm surprised that you wouldn't trade him to me, but it's okay. And yes, the guys that I added in the league, they're a bit more. They used there. They were people that I met along the way that are able to, you know, I guess join environments and not really cause a kerfuffle, you know. So it's pretty good. There, there hasn't been one. There hasn't been one in a while. I think I got to start up some drama. No, nah, stop it, man. No, no, I, I like it. I like to start drama, and then it, it heats me up, you know? That's this guy. Just like, I'm just like... We, I people. wish we were playing one more time this year. We're what? Because I wish we were, so that I could see how my team lines up against yours this time. I'm going to be honest, man, with the upgrades I made, Ron. You're a machine? La Macana? This guy... Okay. This guy's like you. You know that I try. I tried to get two of the players that you traded for, from one of the guys. Oh really? Yeah. So like, they they said no to me. So they are actually a stand up guy because they were negotiating with you. Honestly, I was about to throw in a higher pick. I was gonna ask what the price is and throw in a higher pick just so <laughs> you're lucky. The guy's honest, man. But anyways. Anything else on your side? Nothing here, man. All right. All right. Well, everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Just want to let you guys know, a couple more weeks is playoffs for um, for fantasy, so stay tuned because Ron and I, we're going. We're seeing each other in the finals, Ron. We're seeing each other in the finals. <laughs> Joe, you ain't beating. You ain't, you ain't winning. I'm bringing all that smoke, just like those third graders, okay? You ain't winning. <laughs> you ain't winning. I'm joking. Joe, Joe don't, don't come too hands. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> One love, guys. One love.